0: Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome, all of you, Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I am a Dynasty Freak which means I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So to you, so let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 129. This episode, we are going to talk about one of the most exciting weeks in the Dynasty season, Free Agency Week. So it is one of my favorite weeks in the Dynasty year, Free Agency Week. So many players on our Dynasty rosters will sign with new teams this week causing a shakeup in their dynasty value, in the player's value on the teams that they join and the teams that they leave. So a lot of different players are going to change in their value this week as free agents get signed. And when the market for players is affected by free agency shifts, um, it's a great time to buy or sell players. So it's going to be a fun, active week in our dynasty leagues, especially for us who are dynasty freaks. And while free agency uh, officially starts this week, Uh, Last week, several players signed contracts or were released from their teams just to get under the new significantly decreased salary cap just to prepare for free agency this week. So I thought that I'd share some of my thoughts on the moves that were made last week as as teams in the NFL solidified their rosters and got ready for the start of the football year, which officially starts on Wednesday, March 17th, so Wednesday of this week. So last week, a lot of things were shaken up a little bit. And so I'm going to talk about some of the biggest moves. We won't talk about all of them. There were a ton of moves, but some of the biggest players, at least, I'll discuss them. So let's talk about, I think I have nine here, players that we can uh, comment on what happened last week as we get ready for free agency this week. In the coming weeks, we'll talk uh, really about all the moves that are made in free agency. So it should be a fun week. But last week, a couple big things happened. Uh, first would be that Dak Prescott signed a deal. The Cowboys finally signed Dak to that record-breaking new contract. After playing under the franchise tag last year, and the deal does keep Dak as the Cowboys quarterback for the next four years, Dak is my third-ranked dynasty quarterback, only behind Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Uh, He was on a record-breaking pace to start last season before that season-ending injury, and I believe that he'll pick up right where he left off last year. Like most Dynasty analysts, I do believe that da- I did believe that Dak would re-sign with Dallas, so I already had Dak and his, what I consider the, to be the league best wide receiver core, valued appropriately. Uh, Mari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are my 10th and 11th ranked wide receivers in Dynasty, while Michael Gallup is 49th. And most people believe, uh, most people forgot about Blake Jarwin, who was ahead of Dalton Schultz uh, in the depth chart before the season started, before getting injured in week one, and missing the rest of the season, but Dak made Jar- Dak made uh, Jarwin's backup Dalton Schultz one of the f- hottest finds on the waiver wire last year. If you remember that, he scored thirty nine fantasy points in the full three games that they played together. So he had a great pairing with Schultz. I think Jarwin is going to remain ahead of Schultz to start the season. It's going to continue to continue to soak up easy tight end targets while defenses worry about Dallas's three star receivers. So Jarwin is my seventeenth ranked dynasty tight end. All that to say that Dak Prescott has a lot of weapons. He's going to be awesome. That's why he's already my third ranked quarterback. And now with all these other weapons, the one that's forgotten is Jarwin, I believe. Add to that the fact that Dallas's defense I think is going to continue to be a weakness, uh forcing them to win on the back of the passing game. So all arrows pointed up for the Cowboys' offensive weapons since Dak signed this contract. Um, we all knew that he was, so it didn't really change the rankings because my rankings, at least, were already set, assuming that he would sign this contract. Next is uh, news on Alex Smith. Uh, Washington walked a very tight line this this uh, last couple of months trying to honor their comeback player of the year while also doing what they had to do for the team's best interest in releasing Alex Smith. Uh, Smith course, like he always does. He handled this with class uh, as he has throughout his career and the ups and downs of his career. And I do believe that Smith will sign with another team, but not to be the starter. So uh, what's left of his dynasty value really will will nearly disappear um, as he signs to be a backup for another team. But what's uh, interesting from a dynasty perspective is that his absence uh, from Washington leaves a very big question mark about who will be their week one starter. So, Taylor Heineke had one of the most, one of his, an outstanding playoff performance last year, and that was enough to have Washington sign him to a two year contract, very modest contract. And then Kyle Allen is the only other quarterback under contract in Washington. So, it appears for the time being that Allen and Heineke will battle for the starting job unless Washington is one of those teams that tries to add a quarterback in free agency. I'd, I'd like to see them go after Jameis Winston or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, we're going to find out this week what happens. So last year, their play, playoff appearance actually put them out of range to draft, likely out of range to draft a first-round quarterback in the NFL draft, unless they're willing to give up a lot in the trade to go up and get a quarterback in the draft. And So as for their offensive weapons on the football team, the Washington football team, their quarterback play, it really can't be much worse than it's been the last two years, as they rotated quarterbacks all around, and multiple quarterbacks throwing the, their top target Terry McLaurin, and he's just proven that he can be an every week starter no matter who's playing quarterback. That's why McLaurin is still pretty highly ranked as my 15th ranked wide receiver uh, because of the fact that he's done it with poor quarterback play. But if Washington does get a free agent quarterback, I'd be even more excited about McLaurin's dynasty value. Uh, I do have some concerns about Washington's second most targeted pass catcher in 2020. That would be Logan Thomas. He was a reliable check down target for quarterbacks who are really afraid to throw the ball downfield. And so he had a ridiculous number of targets because he was playing with quarterbacks who just kept checking it down to him. If Winston or Fitzpatrick were signed to Washington, they are not afraid to throw the ball downfield at all. And so if they sign with the football team, then I'll move Thomas down a few spots. He's currently ranked ninth among my tight ends. So Thomas and McLaurin were the only consistent fantasy producers for Washington's offense last year. I suspect that that's going to remain the same next year. Um, Unless they get a new quarterback, maybe uh, a good, solid new quarterback could unleash uh, what I talked about a few weeks ago, Kelvin Harmon, who's still my favorite bet to win the wide receiver two spot um, in Washington. So bad news for Alex Smith. We got to wait and see what happens, what they do with quarterback as to what it means for the rest of the, the dynasty valued players on their offense. Next quarterback news before we move on to running backs would be Cam Newton. Cam bet on himself again, and so did the Patriots. He signed a one year deal uh, last week. Uh, Signing Cam means that New England is likely not to be a player in the free agent quarterback market, Uh, but they still need to do what they can do to try to trade up in the NFL draft and select a quarterback. That's still very possible. It's true that Cam looked pretty terrible at the end of the season last year, but he's not, uh, you know, but he blamed a lot of that on his injuries and even the lingering effects of COVID that's come out uh, within the last week as he spoke about that. It's really hard to believe that a quarterback at his age, he's just 31, could fall off a cliff so quickly. Um, I I, I don't think that he's quite there yet. I believe that he's going to play better than he did last year, uh, hold off a rookie quarterback, and really see his dynasty stock increase this year. After signing with New England, um, I moved Newton up eight spots in my rankings uh, with this big question on Mark. He's still just ranked 26th because he's got a lot to prove, Um, but I did move him up eight spots. If New England does not draft a quarterback, then I think I'll actually move Cam up even further in my rankings. He still adds dynasty upside uh, with his running ability and scores a lot of fantasy points, even if they're ugly uh, when it looks on the field. Uh, The real problem, though, is that he still has no weapons in the passing game in New England. Uh, Cam has rarely ever made a dynasty pass catcher a great dynasty asset himself, Uh, so he definitely can't do that with this team. Nikhil Harry is my highest-ranked Patriot wide receiver, but he's ranked 83rd, (laughs) so that shows how poor their passing weapons are. Uh, Still, Cam can do a lot in regard to just his own upside with his rushing ability, so um, things pointing up for Cam now that he's signed a one-year deal. Next, we'll move to the biggest free agent, in my opinion, that was on the market, and that is Aaron Jones. Jones, surprisingly, signed a deal with the Packers, uh, to stay in Green Bay on Sunday afternoon, so just yesterday. He was the prized possession of this free agent class, but he chose to remain in Green Bay, even though he would likely have made a lot more money if he signed elsewhere in free agency. Uh, details are just being released um, as I'm you know, talking about this right now, but the dynasty ramifications are pretty clear to me. Uh, the Packers are now likely not to re-sign Jamal Williams, and Williams' best value, in my opinion, is what to stay with the Packers. I believe that his dynasty stock will fall no matter which team he signs with in free agency. And then there's A.J. Dillon. His dynasty stock has risen more than almost any player during the since the season ended, as most people expected Jones at least to be the one to leave in free agency, if not Williams too. Uh, Jones's new contract deflates Dillon's dynasty stock significantly, uh, since he's guaranteed to be part of a committee now throughout his rookie contract. At the same time, uh, Dylan's presence also, in my opinion, deflates Jones' dynasty stock too. So Jones' dynasty stock would have been shot up a bit if he had signed with a team that was super running back needy, like Miami or Atlanta, He really lack competition at the running back position. So while Jones remains um, in a familiar system and an explosive offense in Green Bay, and that's already an offense that's made him a fantasy star, Dylan is bound to cut into Jones' playing time next year. And the same that way that Williams did last year. And so I think Green Bay will have a running back by committee next year with Jones leading the team in targets. He's going to be most helpful in PPR leagues, but Dylan could re- very well be leading the team in red zone touchdowns. Perhaps not overall overall touchdowns since Jones has big playability. But Jones' signing is good for the Packers, but it's really bad for dynasty rosters in my opinion. I moved Jones, Williams, and Dillon down a few spots in my dynasty rankings after jones signed again with green bay now we've got a couple of receivers to talk about uh, chris godwin uh, godwin was given the franchise tag in tampa bay indicating that the buccaneers want to keep the band together and make another super bowl run Uh, This keeps Godwin's dynasty value steady, in my opinion. He's my 19th-ranked wide receiver. His value maybe could have risen if he signed with a new team with less talented competition at the wide receiver position or maybe a team with a really proven quarterback. But at least his value didn't fall by landing on a team with a bad quarterback or a bad offense. Uh, He's just stayed about the same, in my opinion. He should do well, as he did last year with Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, He's definitely an every-week starter for dynasty managers. The problem, in my opinion, though, is that Mike Evans is an every week starter as well, and I'm a, I'm in the minority among dynasty analysts because I even have a, I have Evans ranked ahead of Godwin in my dynasty rankings, uh, because of his seven year consistency, seven years of a thousand yards receiving, and his ability to catch touchdown passes like he did so well last year. Now, to be fair, I only have Evans ranked two spots ahead of Godwin, nineteenth uh, compared to seventeenth, but I would rather I really would if you if I had to choose one of them, I would rather have Evans. On my dynasty roster than Godwin. Uh, this news from Tampa Bay has really deflated the Tyler Johnson's dynasty value, but I'm still interested in Johnson as a prospect uh, after Godwin likely walks away from the team after after this next year. I doubt that they would franchise him a second year. I, I suppose they could sign him to a longer term contract, but I, I feel like this is just trying to keep the band, band together for one more year at least. And so with that perspective, I still like Johnson's value uh, to be a starter for Tampa Bay in the years to come. And I would take advantage of this bump, that he, or not bump, this uh, deflation of his value uh, given Godwin's signing. Um, I would see Johnson as someone that I'd actually be trying to buy now that his value has decreased. Next we go to Allen Robinson. Uh, Robinson, who by all accounts was seeking to play for another team, was instead given the franchise tag. And I believe that Robinson's dynasty value would have increased no matter which team he signed with in free agency because he's proven that he can be a fantasy stu- superstar no matter who his quarterback is. That's why dynasty, his dynasty value holds very steady for me after signing the franchise tag. Uh, we don't know who will be the starting quarterback in Chicago. Uh, they're one of the primary candidates to target a quarterback in free agency, especially if they don't re-sign Mitchell Trubisky. Um, But I've kept Robinson ranked as my 14th ranked dynasty wide receiver, and this news didn't change uh, for me because of the fact that he can succeed no matter who his quarterback is. I do wish he would have gone to another team and thought that that could actually increase his dynasty value if he was paired with a better quarterback. So I didn't move him up up or down uh, because of this. Um, I was a bit disappointed uh, for Darnell Mooney because of this who I thought could maybe become their most targeted pass catcher if Chicago didn't uh, sign Robinson to the franchise tag or if he went to another team. Uh, At the same time, uh, he may be that type of player that actually performs better as a wide receiver too when he draws less attention, given that Robinson's going to be the uh, the player that people are going to try to defend the best next year. So I kept Mooney in the same spot right now as my 43rd-ranked wide receiver, which I assume is actually higher than most analysts have him ranked. Uh, DLF, I know, for instance, has him ranked 55th. So I'm definitely higher on the Mooney market than others, even though Robinson has signed this deal. Next, we'll move on to our final receiver. That's Kenny Galladay. Uh, Detroit is going in full rebuild mode, and they surprisingly did not sign Kenny Galladay to a long-term contract or the franchise tag, making Galladay what I think will be the most sought-after wide receiver in free agency now. Uh, Galladay's dynasty stock took a big dip after Detroit traded Matt Stafford to the Rams and then Jared Goff to Detroit. Um, he now stands ready to make a giant leap in his dynasty value uh, when he signs with a new team, I believe. Uh, his value is going to rise wherever he signs, I think. But if he signs with a high powered offense with a proven quarterback, his dynasty value will increase significantly, creating a great selling market, I think, in dynasty leagues. In his previous years, uh, in previous years, when superstar wide receivers changed teams, it's not been good for their dynasty value, but Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins broke that narrative last year significantly, crushed that narrative, and so dynasty managers uh, will assume that Galladay will do the same, making this actually a great time to sell Galladay, in my opinion. Uh, the players that gain the most by releasing Galladay are Quintus Cephas and, and the recently acquired Terrell Williams. Uh, Both of those guys look to be the starting wide receivers for Detroit next year, but will likely compete with uh, one or more wide receivers that Detroit drafts in the NFL draft, including what some suspect will be their likely first round pick. I'm really not too interested in holding Cephas or Williams on a team that is in full rebuild mode like they are. I'd look to sell sell them right now while their value has increased. They've had a little bump in value, so I think it's time to sell them. Uh, Williams will be hard to sell; no one's too interested in him. But Cephas could be an interest to owners who are optimistic now that he appears to be the only, um, you know, young wide receiver prospect there. I'd certainly sell uh, Cephas for a second-round pick if I could. Uh, he'll likely only go for a third, though. Um, we'll see about we'll see about that, um, which isn't bad because last year in, in rookie drafts he was a fourth or fifth-round pick in rookie drafts. So if you could get a better, you know, second or third for him. And capitalize on his increased value right now that might be something worth uh, trying to do in my opinion talk here about two tight ends before we break uh, first is hunter henry uh, he's set to hit free agency after the chargers did not resign him uh, or did not uh, sign him to the franchise tag either where it would be the second franchise tag uh, he's definitely the best available tight end in free agency and is sure to be sought after by many teams but he also indicated on sunday that he'd really consider re-signing with the chargers So while Henry's one of the most talented tight ends in the league, he's yet really to break into that top tier of tight ends. He just kind of remains in that very vast second tier with so many tight ends in that mix. Um, If he stays in LA or signs uh, with a team that's proven uh, to make a tight end a focal point of their offense, uh, he'd be among my top candidates to break into that top, that tight end one tier. But if he re-signs with the Chargers, I believe that could be true too. But if he does sign with a too young or a pro- unproven team with a bad quarterback, I think that he'll just kind of remain, remain that very vast tight end two tier uh, as he has the last few years. As for other players on the team, I talked about this in recent podcasts, but Donald Parham has been one of my most added players this offseason. I think if Henry does sign with another team, Parham's value is going to shoot way up. Though I still think LA is probably going to bring in a veteran tight end in free agency. Since Parham has really just a very, very raw talent, but he sure has the upside to be something great and be a surprise player if Henry leaves. And one more tight end we'll talk about is Johnny Smith. Uh, Smith is the next best tight end available in free agency behind Henry, in my opinion. Um, He is one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. And while Tennessee used him effectively here and there last year, they certainly did in the red zone, they still barely tapped into his potential. I think if Smith's signs with an innovative team that knows how to make him a focal point of their offense he could really see his stock soar Um, i'd love to see him land with like carolina or seattle uh, buffalo or cincinnati where there are plenty of threatening receivers on those teams that make tight end an oft open target because their focus is on the receivers and tight ends can just run free underneath offenses like that with great wide receivers if he does sign with a team that uses him as tennessee has uh, he too would be stuck in that tight end two tier for the rest of his career. But maybe he's going to sign with a team that's really going to make him a focal point. He could he could be one that could break into that tight end one tier in the years to come too. As for other players, Anthony Ferkshire, uh who played well with uh, when Smith was injured last year, he could become the starter in Tennessee next year. Uh, sleepy, kind of a big, big sleeper upside there. And if so, he could be a streamable tight end. He's He wouldn't be like an every week starter, but could be streamable. Um, and really should be held on dynasty rosters at this point. Um, That said, Tennessee has uh, Jared Pinckney on their roster, who was thought to be among the country's best tight end prospects at one time. Uh, Pinckney bounced around uh, different teams, was an undrafted free agent, and he's a player that every dynasty manager should know about and should consider adding to their rosters now, particularly in very deep leagues because Smith signs with a new team. Uh, He's young and far more talented than Firkshire, and could really break in and be the very surprise starter for tennessee next year so keep that as a deep sleeper jared pinkney uh, could be one worth adding to your rosters as well all right well that's a wrap for this week my freaky friends uh, thanks so much for listening make the two-way conversation anytime contact me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com dynasty Freaks with two e's at gmail.com i'd be glad uh, to speak with you It's going to be a fun week ahead, free agency week, one of the best weeks in the dynasty calendar as we get started with a new NFL year. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast, or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com, and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin.